0: There are so many ways you can support HUG. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to the 11th season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Heart Warrior Siblings, and we have a great show for you today. Today's show is My Heart Brother and Best Friend, and our guest is Usman Shahid. Usman Shahid is the older brother to Newman Shahid, who was born with Tetralogy of Fallot. Usman Shahid is a dedicated son, aviator, and most importantly, a brother to Newman Shahid, who is well known in the heart world. Usman has had the unique experience of being a brother to not only Newman, but also to a sister who sadly passed away due to her Down syndrome complexities. As someone who has followed Newman along throughout his medical appointments, Usman has learned quite a bit about the challenges heart warriors have, but has also taken note of the resilience that they have shown over time. Growing up in the United States, Usman has earned a bachelor's degree in business administration and has had a flourishing career in aviation. He truly believes that his younger brother Newman has played a major role in his success and between the two of them have a very unique bond of being brothers and more importantly, best friends. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Usman.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Well, I'm so excited to have you on this show because many of my longtime listeners will remember your brother, Newman, from Season 7 of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thank you so much. Yeah, and he was also, Newman was a guest host on Heart to Heart with Nicole and David. So a lot of my listeners know your brother. So it's about time we get to know you. So why don't you tell us what some of your earliest memories are of Newman?
1: When I... I recall earliest memories, it all comes back into aviation because a lot of my hobbies and interests are the same as Newman. For example, we are growing up living in New York City as I'm going from elementary school to high school. The biggest memory that I can recall is we all had passion for aviation. And on the weekends, our parents used to take us to airports. That's where we like to go every weekend to do plane spotting, talking to airline pilots, just to see planes, uh, to look at a big jet close up. Apart from that, we had great love for having the same type of food. We enjoyed living in New York City. Mm-hmm. Pizza was one of our favorite foods. <laughs> still is. So, yeah, a lot of our hobbies and interests are the same. And I would say the biggest memory that I keep fresh right, because of my career is aviation. We have the same passion and love for aviation.
0: So was your father or was your mother in aviation?
1: No, actually, my father was not in aviation. When I was a baby and so was Newman, we got plane models gifted by my grandparents who passed away, but they gave us plane toys and we just got plane toys as we were toddlers and we just used to play with airplane models. And then growing up, we wanted to see real planes. So that's how it all started from a plane toy.
0: Wow. And now you all must have ridden on a pretty big plane to come from pakistan those oh, yes. are yeah my longtime listeners will remember that's how we first met newman we were talking about congenital heart defects around the globe and newman told us that he was born in pakistan tell us about that trip
1: certainly when newman was coming over to the u.s for his surgery i wasn't on that trip because you know at that time our plan was not to uh, relocate to us he was just coming here for his surgery So I was in Pakistan and I believe I was about five to six years old and I was being taken care of by my grandparents. So the only memory I recall from that was Newman was going with my mom and dad to US on that plane trip to get his medical surgery done. And we'll see him back in Pakistan because we were living our lives normally there. Unfortunately, my sister was born in US at that time during his surgery process where she was born with Down syndrome and that's what kept us over here.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that you two were separated. That must have been so hard for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Honestly, as I said, I was only five, six years old, so I don't recall much. Now that I hear from my parents, they tell me that during that time when Newman was having his surgery here in the U.S. as a 14-month-old baby, I was being looked after by my aunts and uncles and grandparents Mm -hmm. in Pakistan. Mm
0: -hmm. That makes sense. It sounds like you have a very tight-knit family.
1: Correct, correct.
0: Mm-hmm. And so your sister was born in the United States. She was born with Down syndrome. It sounds like maybe this was a surprise to your parents.
1: Yes, they were going to return back to Pakistan because I was there. But unfortunately, she was born here and she was born in the U.S. with a Down syndrome issue. And she couldn't travel back home, of course, with the conditions she faced. So that's what brought me into U.S. And my mother returned to Pakistan to pick me up. And she brought me back into the U.S., This was our new home now because of my sister being in the hospital here with her health issues.
0: So I know that it was a charity that brought Newman to the United States for that first surgery. How was it your parents were able to move the entire family here? Did they get a visa or because your sister was born here, that automatically enabled them to stay? How did that work?
1: My brother, he came here. The charity that brought him was Lions Club because my dad used to be a banker in Pakistan. It was... Chase Bank, which is now JPMorgan Chase. So they helped in the immigration process and they helped us with the visa process in um, relocating to the U.S. in, in helping us obtain a immigrant visa.
0: Wow. It sounds like everything just kind of fell into place just the right yes. way for your
1: family. Yes, because when we moved to the U.S., the JPMorgan Chase Bank today, back then it was Chase, of course, but they also transferred my father's job into the, one of the branches in New York City in Queens, where he got the same ranking as far as same position, same as Pakistan.
0: That's wonderful. Now, did you all speak English?
1: When I came into the U.S., that's where I started in my first grade. I came right into first grade. So I, yes, Coming from Pakistan, I was in kindergarten back there, but I was in an English-affiliated school in Pakistan, so yes, I did know English, basically, yes.
0: Okay, wonderful. Now, as the oldest in your family, did you feel that you had to help take care of your brother and your sister, given they were probably besieged by doctor's appointments?
1: Yes, of course, being the eldest in the family, I was every doctor's appointment post-surgery for my brother because my brother was operated in New Jersey uh, by Dr. Bali, one of his physicians, every six months post-checkup, and I was going with him. And, of course, my sister, she was living at St. Mary's Children's Center in New York, so we were going there every other day to visit her. So, yeah, you know, of course, growing up in that process, I was there in every appointment, any every procedure that took place.
0: Wow. That is Inspiring that you were able to do that for your family, even as a little boy. Yes. It sounds like the two of you were so close, and then for your whole family to be so close to your little sister, even though she was in a children's
1: hospital. Correct.
0: I just love that story.
1: Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart, and he said, no, Dad, I've had enough. Give it to someone who's worthy.
0: My father promised me a golden dress to twirl in. He held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go.
2: Whatever strife or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always healed by humor. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna.
0: Before the break, we talked with Usman about his childhood with a brother with Tetralogy of Fallot. Now we're going to focus on what adulthood has been like for him. So Usman, why don't you tell us about how you felt when Newman had his most recent open heart surgery?
1: Uh, Newman's uh, most recent open heart surgery, which was last year, I felt that this was more stressful for me personally. It was more challenging for the family because even though back when Newman was a toddler, you know, he was a baby, but I was also, you can say, a little boy back then. But now living in adulthood, I realized with the great, uh, you know, surgeons around him that everything will be going fine. But still, as a family member, you're still concerned and nervous. And you have that fear of the worst all the time. So I would say that on the day of his operation, Unfortunately, I I was flying that day and I had four legs to fly that day. And after each leg that I landed, I was checking my phone with fear after landing that, um, you know, hopefully I'll get a good message. And my mom and my wife were texting me throughout the surgery that the doctors came out. He's doing good. He's fine. Everything's fine. So pretty much that whole day was the most one of the most stressful periods in my whole life, I think, because after each landing, Or after each leg, I was checking my phone constantly in voicemails for it. Pretty much good news all the way. And that's what it turned out to be, thankfully. But I was very nervous that day, very stressed out.
0: Yeah, I think it's a lot different when your loved one is an adult because you know what you can lose. Correct. When they're an infant, they don't have the language, they don't have passions, they don't have skills that you know could be lost in an open-heart procedure.
1: Correct. Correct. Apart from that, right before his surgery, Newman had also personal challenges in his life. He was engaged, and that broke up as well. So that was not a good period for him and for the whole family. So we really felt a lot for him, and we just really hoped that he would come out and get through this successfully, and which he did. But, yes, that was a very stressful time for me personally.
0: Right. And I can understand when you go through a loss like that, and a breakup like that is definitely a loss, it can put you not in the frame of mind you want to go into when you're having open heart surgery. It's Mm, not the best situation to go into. I know from having spoken to Newman that it meant so much to him that he did have his family there. And with you being his best friend, even though you couldn't be there physically, I know that you were there with him. spiritually, emotionally, (laughs) that you were still there with him.
1: Yes, that that is definitely true.
0: How did it feel for you when Newman left for medical school?
1: Is this post-surgery?
0: Well, yeah, that's a good point because he was in medical school and he had to take a break and had his surgery and then he went back. That must have been kind of confusing for you. How did you feel about all of that?
1: I was very happy that he's resuming his studies and his passion for uh, the career that he wants to pursue. On the same note, I was also very concerned that because living alone by himself in a college campus after surgery and a breakup, the only fear that I had was, you know, hopefully he didn't feel lonely or by himself. So that's where my mom, she stepped in. We as a family came together because I'm gone away most of the time from home. I'm flying. So my wife looks after me and my father as far as house chores. But my mom, so she moved in with Newman in his uh, campus apartment just to be there for him. So he won't be alone and feeling the pressure of coming back into his pressure from studying and post-operation. And then, of course, that breakup. So, yeah, our main goal was not to leave Newman all by himself right away after that surgery process.
0: And she was there to cook him delicious meals, which he posted on Facebook to taunt all the rest of
1: us. (laughs) Oh, yes. Honestly speaking, I tell Newman that you would have been a great chef in a hotel if you were not going to be a doctor. But that's his choice. But I told him (laughs) you would also make a great chef because he is at home. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. He's always posting food things on Facebook and kind of making the rest of us drool over what he's posting. But yes, he definitely eats well. I love it how the family has, you know, little pockets of people taking care of each other. That's so inspiring. I love that. I was really concerned when I first met Newman, and I found out the medical school that he was going to was really in a fairly isolated place.
1: Yes. And that area, because I was based there as an airline pilot in my first year, when I started flying commercially, mm-hmm. I was based near that in Parkersburg, West Virginia. So I know how lonely it can be in quiet, especially in the winters, because there's not much around there.
0: <laughs> right, and, uh, right. But wait a minute. That's where he is now. But wasn't his first medical school in an island, off in an yes. island?
1: He was, uh, his, his, that was in Grenada in the Caribbean. I still kind of ask him, why did he ever move from there? Because that's the place to be, but that's his choice.
0: (laughs) Okay, so as a heart mom, because I don't know if you know this, but I have a son who's an adult with a congenital heart defect too. The thing that concerned me was, oh my goodness, he's out there in the middle of nowhere. What if something goes wrong? What if he gets an infection? Is there really a hospital qualified to deal with an adult with as complex a congenital heart defect as he has?
1: and you know honestly speaking that was one of the concerns we had because yes he was doing great there i mean he earned a 3.7 3.6 gpa got his master's degree from there but as far as the health facilities and the weather in the summertime of course it gets humid and that's one thing that i know he doesn't like he doesn't like hot weather much so that wasn't the best of choices considering his health issues and of course the the reason why he we came back from there was our sister died, and you can say that was the final decision point where he said, you know, I have to go back to in the U.S. So this way I can be closer to family for moral support because when losing the losing our sister, that was that was his turning point to come back from there.
0: Right, right. You all have suffered so many losses in your family; it's been very tragic.
1: Yes, but uh, on a good note, uh, any challenge we have faced, we faced it together as a family, and we overcame it together as a family. And I would say that, yes, there were ups and downs. That is what life is all about, I think. But in the end, we overcame all, all the challenges.
0: And how old was your sister Usman when she passed away?
1: She was 25 years old.
0: Wow. So she probably lived a lot longer than what anyone thought she would.
1: Yes, she was born with that and she was in the hospital all her life. She never came home at all in the 25 years. And unfortunately, 25 was the age where she suffered a pneumonia. And that's uh, what was the main factor for her to leave us.
0: So she never left the hospital?
1: Nope. No, it was just pretty much all of us going every other day or every day, most of the time visiting her from New York all the way in Virginia, where she was in her last few years.
0: Wow, that's dedication. Yep. I love the fact that your family just tackled this situation head on. You didn't just put her in an institution and forget about her. You made her part of your family and visiting her was part of your family ritual.
1: Oh, yes. That's where I think I would say my parents, on a weekly basis, we go visit her grave, you know, to offer prayer. At one point, we we're considering to relocate out of area, but we didn't leave the state just because her grave is near our home. My dad says, if we ever relocate, you'll be within the area, but I will never leave Virginia because her grave is over here. And that's where she is, so we will be with her in Virginia. I love it.
2: This program is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network.
0: Before the break, we were talking with Usman about adulthood with his brother who was born with Tetralogy of Fallot, and we were also talking about his sister who was born with Down syndrome. One thing that I neglected to ask you, Usman, was did your sister also have a congenital heart defect?
1: No, she never had that.
0: Okay, because a full, I think it is 50% of people who are born with Down syndrome also have a heart defect. So I'm curious what it was that caused her to be in the hospital all her life.
1: When she was born, she was not breathing for sure on her own. That was the biggest trigger that caused the concern, and she had charge syndrome. Oh. Okay. She was so she was uh, diagnosed with that on her birth.
0: Oh wow! But isn't the H in charge for heart problems?
1: She never had any heart issues.
0: Wow! So she just yeah. got lucky that she dodged that bullet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things that we were all curious. about. We thought that maybe she had, because of, you know, Newman in the family, but no, she never had anything to do with the heart as far as uh, health issues. She had a murmur, but no, nothing nothing congenital.
0: Well, that would be congenital, but nothing that required surgery is what it sounds yes. like to me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I know that you and your brother are best friends, and I understand that you credit Newman with your success as an adult. So can you tell me how it is that Newman's life has helped you to achieve success?
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, as I said, you know, we shared the same passion for aviation. And honestly, Newman also wanted to become a pilot that was one of his dream jobs as well. When growing up, because once we got hooked up with that plane toy, we got, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to be around aviation and look at planes growing up out of New York City. When I was growing up in elementary school, I was almost tilting towards a non-aviation career. Then looking at my brother and Newman, he was so attached to aviation. I felt that you know the the bond that we had. I felt that if I became a pilot, he would become a pilot. That's what he would feel oh. like. So. I like that. (laughs) That's that's where I chose that path. Today, I fly. I've been flying for five years in the airlines, and he enjoys it as much as I do. So I feel that I have made his dream come true.
0: Well, you have. And I've talked to Newman before, and he will often tell me, oh, I'm going to fly off here or there with my brother. So tell me about that. Since you work for the airline, do you get free tickets or discounted tickets?
2: Oh,
1: yes, that's one of the perks we enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. We have, over the past five years, we have made some trips together. We have been to London, Amsterdam, Dubai last year, the Caribbean a few times, other islands, Canada, Australia. So, yeah, you know, that's one of the best. That's one uh, place
0: where I really, really want to go is Australia. It's amazing. Did you go to New Zealand, too, while you were over there?
1: No, we wanted to. We Mm -hmm. wanted to. But, of course, time permitting and schedule-wise, I had to come back and fly. But, no, hopefully we'll do that in the future. But, yes. And in the U.S., we almost have covered every U.S. state. I think we're about 10 or 11 off still out of all 50 states.
0: Now, is that one of your goals for you and your brother to visit every state?
1: every state.
0: I love that. That is so awesome. And you're right. By virtue of the fact that you are a pilot, Newman gets to reap the rewards of that. (laughs) He's kind of vicariously a pilot right along there with you.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. He knows every type of aircraft, every type of equipment out there, probably more than me, more better than me sometimes. So yeah.
0: So have you all been in smaller planes together? Has Newman actually flown a plane?
1: Well, you know, actually, no, he has not flown a plane. But when I was flight training, flight school, mm-hmm. I used to fly train in a Cessna 172. So when I got my first license, which was a prior pilot, so I was able to take my friends or anybody I wanted since I was licensed. So we made some short cross-country trips. Like we went to Atlantic City in a, in a Cessna 172. So Newman was sitting on the right seat with me. I mean, he didn't fly, but he was there in the seat up in the cockpit in the Cessna 172.
0: Like your co pilot.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I mean, he was like my co pilot, even though he couldn't fly, of course. Right. But uh, he was just sitting there and taking pictures, and he just felt that he was actually flying himself because there was a joke in front of him, but he just couldn't fly it because he couldn't legally.
0: <laughs> right, right. Now, have you been teaching him how to use some of the equipment? There's a lot to know when you fly.
1: Well, you know, Newman, actually, he has what he does at home when he's free, uh, when he's not uh, busy in school. He actually flies on the flight simulator on the computer.
0: Oh, really?
1: He flies these make-believe flights. Like the other day, he was telling me I'm flying from Miami to Toronto in a (laughs) make-believe flight. So he has uh, the actual planes downloaded, like the plane that I fly is a seven three seven, and he downloads that, uh, you know, that plane and he flies it in uh, imaginary flight. So that's where he does his share of flying on the PC on the computer.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this: Is it against aviation rules for someone like Newman to become an actual commercial pilot because of his heart defect?
1: Well, unfortunately, yes, uh, because the medical standards in aviation are getting stricter by the day, Mm -hmm. even though the pilot industry, they're short of pilots and they will be for the next 10 years. But still, that's one thing they don't compromise on. I mean, Mm -hmm. in minor issues, health, they happen, like blood pressure or diabetes. But anything that you have been through as far as heart, open heart, that's the disqualifier, unfortunately.
0: That's too bad. So he yeah. is lucky that he has a simulator and he has a chance to at least go places with you. Yeah. He's passionate about medicine, though. And I think, yes. I think God has a special plan for him with all that he's been through that he can be such a compassionate doctor. We just have to help get him through medical school.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he, he, he will. I'm sure he will.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Me right too. now,
1: you know, um, post surgery, his GPA is revolving around uh, three, uh, 3.9 or 3.8, I believe. I
0: he's amazing. So, he's brilliant. Yeah.
1: So that, I mean, with all these challenges, it's something that's hard that he still maintains that.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's a total inspiration to so many of us. Let's change gears a little bit here because we're almost out of time. And I need to know what advice you have for other siblings who have a brother or a sister with a heart defect.
1: I would say the best advice I can give is to be their best friend. There's not much better examples or ideas I can give for somebody who has somebody, a sibling in the family, just be their best friend and share everything, whether it comes to things, thoughts, ideas, or Mm -hmm. food, just share it with (laughs) them, because that's the best thing you can do, because that's what they need when they are dealing in these challenges.
0: Sharing, that's just so important. And so many of my other guests this season have said, just be there. And that's part of the sharing. You have to be there to share like that. I love that. Well, what advice would you have for parents who have both a child with a heart defect and a child who's heart healthy, Usman?
1: That, I would say, the biggest challenge. I mean, I have not been a parent yet, but I hope to, so hopefully one day. But I've seen in my family, my parents did that they kept us equal in every way. Mm-hmm. So to treat both you know, whether it's their son or daughter who has the an issue and compared to the other son and daughter with no issue, the equality has to be there. Treat them fair and equal.
0: Can you give me an example of how you feel that your parents treated you and your brother and your sister equally, even though it sounds to me like all three of you had very different and unique needs?
1: Every time we went out, we went out shopping. There was for Christmas shopping in New York. You know, my parents used to get me something and they used to tell me that make sure you get something for Newman or when I'm on a trip flying somewhere I'm on a layover and I get something for my brother Newman I used to get something for my sister who passed away Annie and that was always reminded by my parents to me among themselves you know whenever a holiday came uh, for example our religious holiday when we went to do our prayers in the morning the first thing we did after the prayers we went to visit our sister in the hospital Uh, before we we went and met other relatives or family members in the family.
0: That's so beautiful. It seems like your family really understands the importance of family and just being together and being there for one another. Correct. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program, Usman. It was a pure delight talking to you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I really enjoyed talking to you and being able to share my experiences of the challenges that we face as a family, but I really enjoyed sharing my experiences. Well,
0: I think that your story is going to inspire other families who are dealing with a similar situation, so thank you for being such an inspiration.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Well, that does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today, friends. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time or any time because the podcasts, once they're broadcast, are available when it's convenient for you to listen. Check out our website, www.hug-podcastnetwork.com. And remember, my friends, you are not alone.
2: Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern time.